in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 and verse 13. Right before anybody changes movements or anything, let's read this scripture. Ephesians 6, 12 and 13. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Verse 13 says, Therefore, since all these things has taken place, in other words, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, then stand. Verse 14 says, Stand therefore. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. If you turn back in Isaiah chapter 59, verse number 19, the Bible says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, that the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Talking about the enemy. That the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. I believe with all of my heart, if you'll open up your heart today, God will revolutionize who you are today as, as his child. I really believe that. Mamas and daddies, if you'll open up your heart today, it'll change your perspective and how you see things. Husbands and wives, if you'll open up your mind today, get pride out of the way, get arrogance out of the way, get, get all that stuff that sometimes gets in the way, get it out of the way, and if you'll listen to what I'm going to say today, what the Lord is going to say through me, I believe it'll change your marriage today. I believe that. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you right now, Lord, I believe that what I'm about to say is very true, that we live in an age to where evil is overtaking us and we don't even know it. We live in a culture today where we accept everything and it's okay. But according to your word, there's some things that's not okay. Help us as your people today to see you for who you are. Help us to get in our minds and our focus today of who you really are. And Lord, all throughout the week when the enemy comes in, then raise up a standard against him. Help us to do our part, but God, when we do our part, you'll do your part. And you, the scripture promises that you will lift up that standard as we raise your banner high. We love you today, Lord. And I pray that you help me deliver this message today and help us to receive it in the name of Jesus. And everybody says amen and amen. You may be seated today. Thank you so much, musicians. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Trey. The Bible tells us that when the enemy comes in as a flood, then God's spirit will raise up a standard against him. Now, I've read that scripture just a pat many times. I've possibly even preached on this scripture. But one thing I've never really considered is, what is the standard? What is it that he's talking about? What does it mean for God to raise up a standard against the enemy? Again, verse 19 says, they, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west is glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. The Hebrew word for flood is a word that's just simply, and I don't know if I pronounce this right, but it's, called, it's, it's Nahar, which simply means a stream or a river. Most of us are aware, we've been taught, we've been preached to many times that the Holy Spirit flows in many times like a river, Brother David. He flows in like a river. But I want us to look this morning on this word standard. The word standard in the Hebrew is an actually a, a word that's N-U-W-C. I don't know if they pronounce it Nuwek or, or whatever, but it's N-U-W-C. That word in the Hebrew, Brother Adam, simply means to make flee. Everybody say that, to make flee. And so what the scripture really is saying is when the enemy comes in like, like a, or when the enemy shall come in like a river, the Spirit of God will make him flee. Hallelujah. Well, what, what has that got to do with raising a standard? How, to, how does this come in? When you look at that word standard in Hebrew, it's a word that's spelled N-E-C, which simply means something that's lifted up. A standard or a signal, if you will. A, a signal pole or a, or a flag or a banner or a rallying point, if you will. The word standard as defined in Webster's Dictionary is, is this. Any figure or object, flag or banner used as a symbol of a leader or a people or a military unit, a ruler or a basis for comparison, for measurement or for judgment. Isaiah 49 and 22 says this, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up my hand to the Gentiles and set up my standard, that NEC, to the people, and they shall bring thy sons in their arms, and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders, and, and the kings shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens, their nursing mothers, and they shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth and lick up the dust from off thy feet. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that wait upon me. And so when God raises a standard, what he is doing is simply proclaiming who he is and what he stands for. And he does this many times throughout the church, day in and day out. We don't recognize it sometimes, but he does it constantly. And the church today proclaims, and I hope you're doing this, as we've done it already. 
We proclaim our allegiance in this world to a Jesus Christ and raises the banner of the Lord's righteousness in the earth. How do we do that? We proclaim we're God's child. We are a Christian. We're born again. We're saved. Amen. You come to church. You worship God. And that's the church that says that, that we stand with our king. We stand with his army. We stand in his, and our standards are his standards. In other words, we, we fly the colors of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is righteousness and holiness and faithfulness, and on and on we could go. That's one reason I've got this Christian flag out this morning. It represents something. It's not just cloth today. The white represents the purity of the Lord. The red represents the blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross of Calvary for you and I today. The blue represents his purity and who he is as God's father as God's son can I tell you today that as we wave the banner of the Lord today it's more than just waving a banner it's more than just waving a flag but we're proclaiming today that he is our God and his standard is our standard we ain't going to make up another standard we're not going to go over here to the left and God's going to be on the right and just serve God on Sunday and not Monday through Saturday but we're going to serve God Monday all the way through Sunday of the next week Amen. Why? Because his standard is our standard. Amen. Hallelujah. So we fly the colors of the Lord. Raising a standard also concerns spiritual warfare. Now, I don't want to scare you this morning, but let me just, uh, let me just help you. I'm going to back this up because I lose you guys when I back up. I want you all to see me. Raising a standard concerns spiritual warfare. The church is a witness to the nations and God's kingdom. And it stands against the evil in the land. Now, now, you may not know this, but let me just help you. What we're doing, we're fighting a battle today. What you did a while ago when you was worshiping the Lord, and they were singing, and we was worshiping God, you were fighting a battle. The enemy don't like what you was doing. The enemy can't stand you coming into this place and lifting up holy hands before the Lord. Don't get mad at me because that's one reason, Brother Ronnie, I get so ticked off a little times at, at God's folks when they won't do nothing when they come to church. Is that all right? You're waging a war against the enemy today. The enemy don't mind you coming to church. The enemy don't mind you sitting on these seats. The enemy don't mind you listening to the songs. The enemy don't mind you giving money to the church. He don't mind that, but what bothers him is when you sell out to God, when you surrender to the Lord, when you put everything aside of what you look like and how you act, and you say, God, whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, I'm going to give you praise today. I ain't worried about my neighbor. I ain't worried about what ne what's going on next week. I ain't worried what about my, what my hair looks like. I ain't worried about my mascara is coming down my face. I'm just going to worship you today. Amen. That's what bothers the enemy. It gets him a little nervous. It gets him a little, little confused a little bit. And so this raising a standard concerns spiritual warfare. And, and, and we make a noise, whether we blow a trumpet or, or raising our voices, or we stand against the enemy's plans that he wants for you. You know what his plan is for you? To rob and steal and kill and destroy you. That's his plan. Jeremiah 51, 27 says, Set ye up a standard 
in the land. Blow the trumpet among the nations. Prepare the nations against her. Call together against her the kingdoms Ararat and Mani and Asherat and appoint a captain against her. Cause the horses to come up as the rough caterpillars. Set up a standard, the Lord said. Raising up a standard requires boldness. It requires faith in the face of evil and opposition. Psalm 60 and 4 says this, you have, you have given a banner to those who fear you that it may be displayed because of the truth. A standard means moral excellence and a, and a measurement, if you will, of value as well as a model of authority. The church today is assigned to the world system of God God's authority and God's glory that is flown high like a flag with the emblem of Jehovah Nissi and that, 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 that simply means that the Lord is my banner of victory upon him. I want to tell you something today. The problem with the church today is we have a wimpy church today. We have a church that's not doing God's business today. We have a church that's not going out throughout the week and spreading the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got a church today, if we're not careful, we'll go out and we'll look like everybody else and we'll act like everybody else but come Sunday morning we'll come in here and we'll lift up holy hands up and sing the little song if you can use anything Lord you can use me but don't do it on Monday through Friday pastor that's a little tough well it's true isn't it and why, why are we this way we've not lifted up the banner of the Lord and if we're not lifting up the banner of the Lord it's hard for the Lord brother Wendell to come in and raise up a standard against the enemy for us how can you say that, Pastor? Because I hear people all the time say, oh, the enemy's got me down. The enemy's got me this, and the enemy's got me that. Look, if we believe the word of God, if we're following the Lord Jesus Christ, I don't care what's going on in our life. If we're listening to the Father and we're lifting his banner high, the word promises us that he, not me, he will raise up the standard against the enemy in our life and cause him to flee. Hallelujah. Raising a standard means to mobilize the army against the enemy. We're in the army of the Lord. When the European royal kingdoms went to war, they raised a standard which represented who they were and who they stood for. In battle, there were those who went before the armies with their banner raised, and, and when they had won the land, they planted their flag in that area. That area that was conquered. This is who we are. Don't cross this battle line. In Exodus 17, Joshua, you remember the story, led the men out to fight against Amalek while Moses stood on top of the hill with the rod of God in his, in his hand. Moses' rod was a sign of authority. It signified a raised banner. And when the intercessors pray against the devil's work, they are also raising a standard in defying the devil's right to hold ground and proclaim God's victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we remind Mr. Devil every time that we do that, that he must get out because the greater one is here. The Lord is our banner today. And we stand high proclaiming the Lord's banner today amen hallelujah Colossians 1 2 and 15 says this having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it Isaiah eleven ten 10 says and in that day there should be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people for the Gentiles shall seek him and his resting place shall be glorious amen 
Can I tell you one more time that Jesus Christ is our banner today. His victory is our victory. When we proclaim him as Savior and as Lord in the earth, and when we do that, we are raising a standard of Almighty God. Isaiah 18 and 3 says this, all inhabitants of the world and dwellers on the earth, when he lifts up a banner on the mountains and you see it, and when he blows a trumpet, you will hear it, amen. When the church of the Lord Jesus Christ raises a banner of righteousness we are simply declaring the lordship of our king in the land and we are proclaiming victory all throughout the land hallelujah can I tell you today as God's people this ought to make you shout you are on the winning side today you are on the winning side today when you lift up the banner of the Lord Jesus Christ and you begin to wave the banner of the Lord Jesus Christ you're telling the devil hey devil this is my ground this is my area this is who I am I'm lifting up a banner of the Lord amen hallelujah y'all pray that mic ain't broke Help me, Lord. I'm about to tear stuff up. Amen. But the greatest banner, this is, this is one, I, I said all of that to say this right here. But the greatest banner that has ever been raised, the one that brings the greatest changes on the earth is simply this. It's the blood-stained banner of the Lord. The greatest banner that's ever been raised. Satan has marshaled his forces in an all-out battle against God. Now, those of you that's visiting with us today, I, I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you come back, but, but uh, how do they say this? Don't overlook it, but, uh, but let me talk to the church just a little bit. If you come to church all the time, you're a member of the church, I'm talking to you. If you're not a member of the church, you need to be a member of a church. Amen. I hope you've joined this church. But look, whether you believe this or not, this is what's happening. Satan has... has has marshaled his forces together in an all-out battle against the church today. Pastor, I don't see it. Open your eyes, because he is. He has marshaled his forces in an all-out battle against families today within the church. He's marshaled his forces in an all-out battle against couples today, married couples in the church. Hear me today. And we just think something's going on and we can fix this thing. Look, it's the enemy that's raging war against you. We got to recognize that. We got to see this thing. He's raising his war against righteousness, against those who trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and who are the battle or who are the bride of Christ. Ephesians told us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The devil knows that his army can't win, and yet he does his best to make us believe that he will. And for some of us, it's convincing. He has drawn up his demons as a concentrated power upon the battle line in order to defend his territory, in order to place his flag, if you will, and to advance upon the eternal soul of mankind. But I've come to remind you one more time, and I've come to remind the devil yet one more time, the church of the living God, he cannot win. He cannot defeat. He can snarl at us, and he can bark at us, and he can growl at us, and he can hiss at us, and whatever he thinks, 
plagues may frighten us, but he has no power whatsoever to destroy God's family. He has no power whatsoever to destroy the family of God. He has no power whatsoever to take your home and fragment it today. He has no power whatsoever to take your life and mess it up where you feel like you don't know which way you're going. Pastor, is that really true? I'm just giving you what the Word says. I'm just telling you what the Lord says. It's true. But we've listened to the enemy so long. We've got outside of the umbrella of the shelter of the Almighty God. We have found ourselves outside of the cleft of the rock. We have found ourselves outside of his love. And what we're doing when that happens, Sister Jeanette, we allow the enemy to come in. And sometimes he comes in like a flood. He comes in with a whirlwind. He comes in with a little opening. He'll find his way in. But I've come to remind him, God's angels are encamped around his kids. Amen. The Holy Spirit is within you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. The armies of heaven are standing. They're waiting for God to give them direction to charge you into battle and to fight off the devil. You are on the winning team, and don't you ever forget that today. Amen. Amen. I heard a preacher one time put it this way. Satan has set his forces in order. His generals, if you will, setting up government and methods as they pass along the battle plan of Satan to the lieutenants. And they in turn pass along the orders to the sergeants or who the rulers are of the darkness. And then it's the duty of the privates or the spiritual wicked demons to carry out their mission. You say, Pastor, what in the world are you talking about? Is that really going on in the spirit room? I just wish, just for a brief second, because I don't even know if I can handle it that God would open our spiritual eyes up, that we could actually see what's going on in the spirit realm. As we sit here today, the enemy don't like you here. As we sit here today, he doesn't want you to hear what I'm telling you. As we sit here today, he wants us to get up and leave this place no different than the way we've come in, amen. But the Lord is here today, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're raising his banner high today, amen. We're lifting up a standard. He's lifting up a standard against the enemy. And therefore, while we are here today, we can leave this place revived. We can leave this place refreshed. We can leave this place nourished today. We can leave this place higher than where we've come today. We can leave this place healed in the name of Jesus. We can leave this place knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that God's on our side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the devil knows that his plans are for nothing. He's read the back of the book too, just like you and I. He knows. His army has already been kicked out of heaven. It'll soon be kicked off this earth too. God has prepared, the Bible says, a lake of fire for Satan and his demons. This is not in my notes, but let me stop here long enough and tell you this. That lake of fire is not created for you. Mm -mm. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. That lake of fire is not prepared for you. Now, here's the sad thing. The sad thing is, brother, brother, there's many people that's going to find their way there. The Bible said, wide is the gate that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to life. 
What that tells me is, is if we're not careful, there's going to be a great number of people. And we're living in this age today. That's what I'm talking about at the beginning of this message. We're living in the age where there's a great falling away of God's people. Help me, Lord. We're living in a culture today where people that you would have never thought that would have left their families, left God, go out and do crazy stuff, they're doing it today. And we hear about these things and we said, I would have never guessed that person or that person would have done this. I would have never thought that they'd have made that decision, but they're doing it. Preachers of the gospel leaving the pulpit that has preached this word for years, walking away from it. Preachers of the gospel that's, that's preached on love and, and the connection of, of, of husbands and wives, them themselves leaving their wife and leaving their husband and going out and doing all kinds of things. We're living in that day today. And that's why the enemy is raging war against us. And we have to, listen church, we we have to be able to see that. I have to know when danger is ahead, therefore I can avoid the danger. I have to be able to see the enemy working out there somewhere or another, and I have to be able to avoid that, right? I've got to know, Brother Joe, that he's, he's not for me, he's against me. And if I know that, then I can, I, can, I can keep my life the where it needs to be. I can keep my prayer life where it needs to be. The devil knows that too. But the church marches on under the banner of the Lord today. He has tried to stop the church for many, many years from going forth, but he simply cannot do it. He's tried to stamp out Scripture, but the Bible is still around. He's tried to take out the blood of the Jesus Christ from every textbook and every Bible and every songbook, but can I tell you, the blood is still flowing today. The blood is still alive today. He simply can't do it. And all around the world, though, when you look around and get outside of your circle, there is a revival in the church that's breaking out, and the living God is marching on today. The living God is proclaiming victory today. The living God is alive today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor, I just thought you told us we live in a culture where everything is messing up. It is. But in the midst of all the chaos, God's still moving. God's still moving. Isaiah 59 and 19. They'll fear the name of the Lord from the west. His glory from the rising of the sun. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. So whoever you are this morning, just about time when it seems that we get discouraged from the fight. Just about time when we feel like giving up. Just about time when we feel like that all hope is gone. Let me remind you, it's at that moment that if you'll just open your front door, a spiritual door just a little bit, that the Holy Spirit will flood your soul and he'll refill us with the power of Almighty God. God's battle flag, the blood-stained banner of the cross, is crowned into the face of the enemy and the enemy's forces. And he cringed with fear and, de and defeat, for they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're whipped because of God's promise, his victory over sin, amen. 
Victory over death. Victory over hell and the grave. That's the promise that God gives his people, amen. God will not allow his church to be defeated because he's promised that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, amen. Hallelujah. And it may seem at times that the devil is winning because our world gets more wicked, as we said earlier, more and more every day. But God is allowing this to happen in an effort to bring man to his knees sometimes. God is allowing that to happen to bring man's knees to repentance. Yet the evil of this world and the, and the reign of the enemy are held in check by a victorious church. So listen to me, church. Do your part today. Do your part tomorrow. Do your part next week. Proclaim the banner of the Lord. Proclaim the victory of the Lord. Lift up the name of Jesus high and don't be embarrassed about it. Amen. Lift it up high. God's church. God's church. The called out ones. The chosen people. God's church. Where he causes the apple of his eye. God's church. Those who love him and are looking for his coming. I don't know about you, but every morning, every morning I wake up at some point during the morning when I wake up or get ready to come to church. I don't say it out loud. It's just something that runs through my mind. I've done it so much, it just automatically comes through my mind. Lord, could this be the day? <laughs> could this be the day that we see your appearing? Could this be the day that you come back after your church? Now, let me just make a little funny here so I can, I can lighten the, the mood a little bit. Used to, when I was growing up, I wouldn't pray that prayer. Because this is what I would say, and don't laugh at me when I say this because you've done it too. Lord, don't come today because at some point I want to get married. I want to know what married life is all about. Don't come today because I want to know what it's like to have my first child. Right? Lord, I, I wish you wouldn't come today because of this and that. We've all prayed that prayer. But since then, I've sort of, Lord, that was a stupid prayer, wasn't it? Because I didn't know enough about you to understand what I was saying. I'm just talking from the flesh, from a human standpoint. But I'll tell you, I've decided now that any time God wants to come, let him come. Lord, because it's all going to be better up there anyway. All the pain, all the agony, all the stuff that you and I have to experience in this life will all be over with. Amen. God's church. God's church. God's church. His chosen people. And just as, any, just as in any battle sometimes we go through this, we, so there's times we see some who are wounded by sin. Sometimes our faith may be weak. Sometimes our knowledge of the word is lacking or our commitment is lacking and, and this allows the enemy to, to wound us with those darts, those fiery darts that he shoots, causing some to fall away and be restored. Psalms 40 and 2 said this, he brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and he has set my feet upon a rock and he's established my goings. When I find myself not in the way. When I find myself, Brother David, not following the Lord like I need to. When I find myself fallen from where I was. When I backslidden and I found myself out in sin, Sister Marilyn. This scripture here tells me that there's an opportunity that he can also bring me back up. He can bring me up out of the miry clay. He can bring me up out of that horrible pit. He can bring me up 
out of the junk that I find myself in. He can bring me up out of the old stuff that's keeping me down. He can bring me up out of the stuff that the enemy wants to use to keep me pushed down. And he told me in his word, he's going to set my foot upon a rock of the Lord Jesus Christ and he's going to establish my goings all over again. Amen. Well, hallelujah, give him praise in the house. <laughs> hallelujah. That's why you're in a good place today. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? If you're in here and you're not part of God's family and you know you need to be. If you're not part of God's family, you thought there ain't no way God can forgive me. If you're not part of God's family, you thought I've done too much stuff and there is no way God can forgive me. Listen, he can bring you up also out of a horrible pit. He can bring you up also out of the miry clay. He can set your feet up on a rock also when the Lord decides to. And he can establish your goings all over again. Amen. Hallelujah. How many knows this? Jesus never gives up on a wounded soldier. We do, but he never does. He never does. God's battle flag is out in front. And I can tell you with an assuredness this morning that Jesus is beckoning you and I onward with the promise of victory. But the decision has got to be ours to follow. He ain't going to beg you. He's not going to get out on his knees and come and grab you by the hand and pull you up to this altar. He ain't going to do it. He died for you. That's enough. He shed his blood for you. That's enough. He gave his life for you. That's enough. He wants you to come, though. There's coming a day when Jesus, hallelujah, my Bible tells me when he'll come riding out of heaven on a white stallion with all the saints dressed in white robes of righteousness and riding white horses behind him. Will every one of us ride to earth to defeat the powers of hell once and for all? Hallelujah. But not one of God's army, listen to me, but not one of God's army will have to fight or be wounded in battle. For with the word of his mouth, with the word of his mouth going forth like a sharp sword, it'll destroy the enemies in one quick moment. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because the blood-stained banner of the Lord is still flying high today. The blood-stained banner of Jesus is still alive today. The blood-stained banner is still fresh today. And the trumpet of God is soon to sound. Every head bowed and every eye closed as the musicians come. Hallelujah. 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 He'll lift up the standard. He'll lift up the standard against the enemy in your life if you'll allow him to. He'll lift up the standard. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way in this house. Have your way in this house, Lord. We need you at this moment, oh God, more than ever. We need you today, oh God, more than ever. Oh, Lord, help your people. Help us, Lord. No doubt, Father, there are some in this house today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior. And I'm asking you right now, Father, for their openness and their willingness, oh God, to come, to come to an altar of repentance.
to come. God, let them surrender their life to you afresh and anew. God, let them sell out to you all over. I'm asking for husbands and wives to renew not only their love for one another, but their love for you. I'm asking men and women of this church who God have just come out of tradition, has just come because that's something that we do that really doesn't have a relationship with you. I'm asking them, oh God, to to change that and let their relationship with you grow from this moment on. Lord, I'm asking you for for young people today to sell out, not to be tied into this world, not to be tied into what everybody else is doing, not to be tied into what my friends are saying over here. God, I'm asking you to penetrate our heart today. Find where we need you and go there. Shake us today. Shake us, Lord. Shake us. Lord, if the truth be known, we we have no promise of tomorrow. We have no promise. We need your presence. We need your presence. We need your presence. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus it washes white as snow with every head bowed and every eye closed you say pastor I'm that person you're talking about I I need to be saved I need to be set free I need to be delivered today I want to give my heart to the Lord I don't want to embarrass you by any means I, I, I wouldn't do that at all Those of you that know me, you know what I'm saying is true. I wouldn't want to do that. But I don't want to leave this service without giving you opportunity today to accept Christ as your Savior. You say, Pastor, I'm going to lift my hand. And when I lift my hand, I'm letting you know I want to be saved today. Would you do that? Would you just lift up your hand? Put it right back down. You don't have to keep it up. I want to be saved today. I want to be set free today. Now, if you want to come, I want you to come. I'll meet you in this altar. I'll stay as long as you want to. But I want to be saved today. I want to be set free. I want to change my lifestyle. I want to change who I am. Just put your hand up and put it right back down. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to be set free today. I'm tired of the way I feel. 
I'm tired of the way I act. I'm tired of living for the enemy. I want to live for God today. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. I want to ask you to stand all over this house if you don't mind. We're getting ready to go. Best I could tell, there was a couple of hands that went up today. I want you to help me today. I want you to pray this prayer with me along with these that has lifted up their hands. If you didn't lift up your hand, then please say this prayer with us. Let me know after church that you said it, you meant it, and you asked God into your heart. Say it with me, dear Father. I come before you today a sinner. I recognize my life is not where it needs to be. This morning, I surrender my life to you. I give my all to you. I'm tired of the way I've been living. I'm tired of the way I've been acting. Allowing the enemy to use me. But today, that's going to change. Because right now, I accept your love. I accept the blood of Jesus that cleanses all of my sin and washes me clean. I love you, Lord. I come before you a sinner, but I leave a saint. And I give you thanks today in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah.